Hey, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And this is Kurt and Jen Make a Podcast. And this week, we get to talk about the B-52s. Kurt, are you excited? I am very excited. This is your pick for a band to break down. I am super excited. It's Did just you kn- like when you think of a funny band, you think of Fred Schneider's voice. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. Fred Schneider is has inspired just uh, a. It's a, they've actually inspired a, a an improv game based on one line from one of his songs, which I think is just delightful. The Hey Fred Schneider, which is just amazing. It is super fun to play uh, because it's super fun to try to do a Fred Schneider voice, even if you can't, even if you can't quite make the amazingness that is Fred Schneider's voice. Oh, nobody can. Nobody I can mean, but Fred himself. I don't know that nobody can. Oh, you said Fred. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. So I have another reason that I am very excited about the B-52s. What's Did- that? Did you know, and of course you did, but I'm going to still build it up this way. Did you know that I know the current touring guitarist with the B-52s? I did not know that until 48 <laughs> hours ago. That and I was true. very excited. And I told you, why didn't you surprise me on this podcast with that type of information? <laughs> yes. Uh, so Greg Saran uh, went to my high school. He was a year younger than me, and he was this guitar prodigy. He uh, played in a... Uh, we, I know him just because we've had bands that have played together and not, we are not exactly friends, but I know who he is and we're Facebook friends, but he was just this amazing it's guitarist. It's better than <laughs> I am not Facebook friends with him at all. So there you are. No. Point to Kurt. So when I saw, you know, he's played with uh, the Goo Goo Dolls and Liz Fair Ugh. and he's Local toured with- H. Yeah, local age. He's toured with Joe Walsh, and uh, and anyway, I saw that he was touring with the B fifty twos. I saw a couple of videos of him with them, and I was just blown away by that. I am so happy for all of his success. And so when you said B fifty twos, I was like, yes, we can do this. And also, Greg is part of the, uh, I believe, the current lineup of the American Idol house band. That so, is pretty nifty. Yeah, he's just a an amazing guitarist so anyway let's get into the b-52s all right so can i just i'm gonna you know what no preface so i think (laughs) i was gonna segue it's not gonna happen it's okay i do this sometimes when i used to do stand-up i would just be like the next joke is it's fine um one of the first music videos and possibly the first music video that i ever saw in my life was Love Shack. And I think that that explains a lot about me as a person. <laughs> um, but like, what a fun, silly, ridiculous song. Because uh, I don't know if you've ever driven in a Chrysler that feels like a whale, but I certainly have. <laughs> and I think that that line is so accurate and hilarious at the same time, because it does feel like you're driving a whale. It's have, not just, it's like a tank. It's, yeah. I have not ridden in a Chrysler that was built that way, but my dad had an old uh, Oldsmobile, um, I forget the model, but it was a huge, huge uh, convertible that I, I think I know the, the, I think I know the feeling that he was trying to convey there. Yes. Yes. I think my first boyfriend drove like the, almost a very similar Chrysler to the one that was in that video. And I was like, oh. All I could think every time I got in the car was, it's as big as a whale and it's about <laughs> to set sail. Oh, gosh. Did you say that every time you got in the car? Uh, in my mind, I did. <laughs> in my mind, I did. Uh, kind of do a little flea bag where you look right in the camera and say it. And your boyfriend's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> Nothing. So yeah, it's uh, and and one of the, my favorite, well, yeah, describing the, the the car as big as a whale, and the uh, and then that line about tin roof rusted. Do you, do you know? I, I read somewhere that that is an, a southern expression for B 
being pregnant. Have you ever heard that? What? I have not. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, the most southern place that I lived, I guess, um, other than Miami, Florida, which does not count for people in the South, they know that. Um, I lived in Atlanta, Georgia briefly, and I never encountered that saying. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, maybe it's just uh, local to uh, to well, Athens. Well, they're from Georgia. Athens, Georgia. Right. How yeah. far is Athens from Atlanta? It's like two hours drive. Okay. Yeah. So... So the B-52s and REM from this town, Athens, Georgia. Well, it is, is a college town. Oh, what college is there? That is a great question. And I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> and so now I am going to the Google <laughs> to answer that question. Um, I should know it because I had friends who went to a college there. It is still, I am not pulling it up that quickly. And so I'm going to continue to vamp on this. Ooh, University of Georgia? Is it University of Georgia? No, I think they're in Oxford. No, it says um it says Athens. Oh, really? That's what it says here on the internet. Oh, well, the internet is probably right. I thought that they were in Yeah, I thought they were in Oxford. Okay. All right. Yes. Cool. Okay, I have confirmed it on the University of Georgia website. Where it says that they are located in Athens, Georgia. There you go. Okay. All right. Woo. All right. All right. There you go. Oh, that was a little scary. <laughs> For a second there, I forgot that we had computers where we could look things up. Uh, okay. That was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> what would I have done before computers? I think I would just have to stay in a room with encyclopedias. Like, I think that that's what I would just do with my life. I would just, they'd be like, that's Jen. She um, just sits in that room. And just look stuff up. Look stuff up. It's okay. You can just ask her whatever you want and she will gladly go look it up. It'll take her a few hours. Um, She'll send you a carrier pigeon. It's great. (laughs) Or telegraph. There you go. I mean, if we were more modern, there might be a telegraph. But in my world, it was all carrier pigeons. All right. So uh, one of my, one of the songs that I picked, of course, we've got to talk about Rock Lobster. I mean, it's definitely on my list too, Kurt. Okay. So Rock Lobster, just, just an amazing song in so many ways. In addition to the fact that they have, it's like, it's like six different songs all wrapped up in one oh, with all the different much. musical parts to it. And just the, you know, the fun, ridiculous lyrics. And did you have a particular section that you wanted to play for? I did not. I just said everything again. So Okay. So I had one particular part that I always thought was hilarious. And I'm going to play a little bit of Rock Lobster. We were at the beach. Everybody had matching towels. Somebody went. So I think this is this has been my like go-to definition of an unreliable narrator. He says, there he went under the dock, and there they saw a rock. Only it wasn't a rock, it was a rock lobster. So he's giving you bad information right from the start and then immediately corrects it by saying it's a rock lobster. <laughs> well, you know, in in fairness, maybe maybe the lobster's like boombox was like hidden under a shell. And then the lobster flips it over and he starts rocking out. And then that's how we learn that he's a rock lobster. Maybe, maybe we, oh, or maybe it's under a rock. Like it's a hidden, it's like a hidden boom box. I don't know. So is that what you think rock lobster means? That it's a lobster who's really into rock music? So. (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't thought too much about it, but. Uh, but, uh, there is, uh, this is totally unrelated, but I'm gonna make it related. Go with me here. Okay. Uh, at Legoland, California. Uh, 
Okay, so at Legoland, California, there is a safari boat ride thing. I don't even know if it's a safari boat ride. It's a boat ride thing. And they, uh, you ride around and you see all of these different animals that are like, that are made of Legos. And then you see uh, different geographical like locations um, and different like interesting architecture from over the world, like around the world built in Lego. And then at the end, there's a band with an octopus and like a lobster and like something else. And I'm like, that's a rock lobster. (laughs) Were they actually playing rock music? Are you Uh, sure it wasn't a pop lobster? It was a pop lobster. (laughs) It was a pop lobster. It's okay. I forgive you, Legoland. It should have been rock, but it's okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, I want to write a song called Jazz Lobster next. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So is this the Legoland version of the African safari that they do at Disneyland. It it very much is. It's a very clear ripoff of that because there's like uh, I think that there's even a um, elephant squirting water over your head. Oh, I can't really? remember if that's okay. from Disney or if that's from Legoland. It absolutely but, is from Disney. Okay. I feel but like I they do the same. <gasps> no, it's like a hose or something. I don't know. There's something. Water gets sprayed over. You think you're going to get sprayed, but then you don't at the very last minute. And, and I know that I've done that ride at Legoland, but I can't recall. Do they do all the bad puns while they're going through the trip? Oh, my. Yes. Okay. And what's, what's even more... Okay. And well, this isn't punny, but when you get to Mount Rushmore, there is a Q-tip and and two lego characters cleaning out the ear of one <laughs> of them and every time my i look down at my children and i'm like you never put a q-tip in your ear <laughs> you never put a q-tip in your ear do you know like i have had such terrible experiences with that in the office so no Can never we- put a q-tip in your ear do you want to do a quick psa I, I'm going to tell a scary story <laughs> that should prevent anyone in our listenership from ever inserting a Q-tip into your ear again. I was at a practice up in Phoenix while I was in grad school and somebody came in with a cup and the cup, it was a Dixie cup, had their ossicles in it. Those are the three smallest bones in the body. They are also what conducts sound into your cochlea. And if you remove them, there is no replacing them. He did that to himself using a Q-tip. Oh, my God. It does not take a lot of force. That's all I'm saying. Do not use a Q-tip, period. Okay. So what is the preferred method of cleaning out one's ears? Your ears clean themselves, Kurt. They do. They don't. They do. They really you have, don't. You have cilia in your in your ears that move the wax out. If that you sounds use like a, a it sounds like a really weird slam. You got cilia in your ears. Oh, it does sound like a weird slam. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. So sorry. Go ahead. There's... No, no, no. That's it. They clean themselves out. You don't have to do anything. The only time that you should be like building up wax um, and having it removed, you should probably talk to a professional about that. And maybe be under their advisement. And I'm not going to give out any medical advice on this podcast because that's not what this is about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Other than please don't insert a Q-tip into your ear. <laughs> it's on the box now. It has an that... ear with a line through it. Like, don't do that. That is one of the most bizarre warnings. It's like, we bought, we made this product for cleaning out your ear. But whatever you do, do not stick it in your ear. <laughs> they... It says, do, whatever so you can do use. Not them take, to... Do, do not take this cold medicine if you have a cold, whatever you do. There are many other uses for Q-tips or cotton swabs. <laughs> I thought it's not funny. That is an actual fact. You can clean your belly button with it. That's fine. You can clean your electronics with it. You can you can do your nails and like clean around the nails when you do the um, the polish. 
there are so many other uses for a Q-tip. You're not supposed to put them in your ear. Okay, that's it. Moving okay. right along. Yeah, let's let's go back to the B-52s. Okay, we'll go back to that for a second. So, have you ever listened to the song Strobe Light? I have, yes. Oh my gosh. So, this has one of the most ridiculous lines in it. And I don't even, I can't even replicate this one. So I'ma let us listen to it. I'm gonna kiss your eye. <gasps> then I'm gonna kiss your neck. <laughs> then I'm gonna kiss your tummy. Ooh. Then I'm gonna kiss your pineapple. <laughs> I'm gonna kiss your pineapple. Yes, I I have heard that lyric and wondered about that several times. I don't. What part of the anatomy is one's pineapple? I do. I want to know. I apparently that got them excited, but they were very excited about it. I'm like, maybe I'm missing out on something here, but. Was not aware of any slang for any body part. That, have, I can't even think of something that would be shaped that way. <laughs> and I'm pretty, no, it, I'm a pretty okay at anatomy. Yeah, definitely not something that is singular in that way. <laughs> right? I, I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, but, and yeah. this is... And and this is one of my, uh, you know, I do prefer the more upbeat songs, the more rocking songs, and this is definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, Strobe Light? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I was going to be like, wait, are you saying that you don't like Strobe Light? Because I think no. it's a delightful song. No, it's, a, no, it's one of my favorites. Oh, good. Okay. And it, yeah, so I, the whatever like the most rocking song is from a particular band, that's probably one of my favorites. It's fair. Fair, fair, yeah. fair. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to go back to Rock Lobster for a second. Oh, okay, yeah. So, did you see the official music video for Rock Lobster? Is this the one where Fred Schneider has a mustache? Yes. And they are... Nope. Okay, yes. So, I don't think I have seen this one. What I think what I was confusing that with was the Private Idaho... Um, TV guest spot where they're in front of like a Partridge family backdrop. And I'm very confused the whole time, but please tell us about the rock lobster video. So one of the things that's bizarre about it for an official music video is that it doesn't use the album track or the single track. It is a live performance. And (gasps) Oh, I did see that. I just didn't realize it was an actual music video. Yeah. So I believe uh, back in, you know, when they hit the scene that the official music video that they would play for Rock Lobster is this live track. And it is, I, you know, it's not a fantastic audio recording, but it is of the five of them, the original five of them playing. So no bass player, um, you know, no additional musicians. And it's it's delightful. It's so cool to just see them on stage doing their thing in their what one might call their prime, but uh, at least, you know, starting off. And it's, it's so cool to see. And Fred Schneider is so thin and he's got that great mustache and he's having so much fun on stage. It's a, it's a cool video, but very strange in that it doesn't use the album track. Yeah. So strange that I didn't realize that that was their actual official music video for that. And I am going off of a YouTube video that is titled uh, B-52's Rock Lobster in parentheses official music video. So I have to assume that, uh, that that is correct, but I was not able to find any other music video. Do you mean that things could be wrong on the internet? It is possible. but What? But if we were to spend all, all the time of this podcast figuring out whether or not what we're saying is actually correct, uh, oh, that might be Oh boy, difficult. this would be a long podcast. <laughs> so, let's, so let's assume that that's an accurate thing and that's a fun thing that they actually played a live track. <sighs> Just never done in the MTV era. That is true. That is true. Uh, so another song that I really enjoy... Is dance this mess around? I assume you're familiar with this 
I want to say that I am, but it's not coming to me. But so many of the B-52 songs I think of only in the weird, like, sounds that they make. Okay. Uh, well, you'll so, hear some weird sounds in this. Oh, good, because that's how I associate them. I don't because the names don't always line up. So sometimes I just associate it with the weird sounds in the video in the song. Okay, so this is off their debut album, the B fifty twos. This is a clip from "Dance This Mess Around." the escalator is i really do i I think that's the only one that i can actually come up with an explanation for really so sure you you've done i'm sure you've done this being a a theater kid done the uh exercise where you walk down the stairs like standing in front of or something like that yeah so walking down the stairs i can do you can do the elevator where you you know just sort of go down slowly but the escalator is very complicated where you very smoothly go down and go to the side i think that's what the escalator is actually i don't think that's what it is but that's my best explanation of what it is i i enjoyed that what do you think is the aqua velva just like pretending to spray your hair with hairspray is that because that's what i no no not you're thinking aqua net aqua velva is an aftershave oh yeah i did not i have never used an aftershave kurt (laughs) strangely enough so i think that the uh the action of you know slapping your face maybe that is the aqua velva like okay so like you hit you hit one cheek and then you hit the other cheek twice and then you go back and you hit one and like twice one and like you just go back and forth like that Mm -hmm. or or you could do the two-handed at the same time in unison i think you can go both ways but Uh... Then Kinda you're like, just Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone. That's right. That he, I think he was doing the Aqua Velva there. <gasps> oh, he might have this whole time. So when you asked me if I knew that song, uh, I can see now why I didn't know the name of that song, but I did. And I really like this album because it has a ridiculous song on it. Do you know that song, Kurt? Oh, you know- okay. Before we get to that <gasps> song, I, I have a couple of thoughts about Dance This okay, Mess Around. yes. So, first of all, the fact that he says, do all 16 dances. Like, there are 16 dances total that you can do. In the entire world, there are only 16. And they are apparently these very specific dances, at least, you know, my interpretation of the Aqua Velva and the Escalator. No no twist, no waltz, no, (laughs) no anything, but these very weird 16 dances. And he only lists nine as the best that I can tell. Okay. Honestly though, if he told us all, then like we would all be the cool kids and you got to (laughs) like, right. Like you got to be like, "Mm, these are the ones I'm going to tell you about, but like there's some other ones that like mm, are too cool for you. So that's how I interpret that. Okay, so earlier in the song, they have that same refrain, but they use different dances. They do they do the shugaloo, they do the shy tuna, they do the camel walk, and they do the hypocrite. Okay, and then so they talk the shy about- tuna is uh, the shy tuna is when they're opening the can of tuna, <laughs> but then they get like a little embarrassed and they like hide behind their shoulder, and then they open it a little bit more. And then they hide behind their shoulder. And then it just continues like that until the can is opened. I, okay. I, that, I, that is how that one works. I have no better answer. But one, <laughs> one that I could not come up with is the hypocrite. Can you imagine Can you a dance the hypocrite? Mm-hmm. Like, so uh, what okay, I, go ahead. What I think <laughs> it is, and this is just right off the top of my head here, um, is I think that when you're doing the hypocrite, what you do is you do two steps forward or one step back. Ah, that's good. Two steps forward or one step back. And then you move your hips ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. And okay. then you repeat. 
Yeah. Okay. Here, I just, I just came up with one. Okay. What it could be. You're, you're from your waist up. You're acting like the John Lithgow character in Footloose where you're telling people not to dance, but from your waist, right. But from your waist down, you are dancing. (gasps) Oh, that is a hypocrite. Or, Or did you just describe Riverdance? I think, I think you might have just described Riverdance. Uh, we need Riverdance to do the hypocrite. I mean, I think maybe maybe then that means that that's their dancing style is the hypocrite. <laughs> Riverdance's okay. style is the hypocrite. That's what that is. You shouldn't be able to keep your shoulders and like torso in line while you're dancing. That feels wrong. Your that's entire, right. My- it's an entire body motion. Michael Flatley could stand behind a sofa and still lecture people about not dancing, but yet still be dancing. Still be dancing. (laughs) He could 100%. Okay. One more quick thought about uh, the very last line there uh, where I actually don't know uh, who did that line, but where uh, one of the women says, now, hey, Fred, don't, don't that make you feel a whole lot better now? That's like the only line in any of the B-52 songs that sounds like a Southern accent to me. (laughs) Again, so this is a lot like when you're singing, like you don't have that Southern accent, but when you're talking, you do. Oh, I have another. When I was doing some research on the B-52s, I came up with a great term, which you may be familiar with. Sprechgesang. (gasps) Sprechgesang. Yes. So I saw, yes, and they they refer to uh, Fred Schneider's vocal technique as Sprechtischang. Oh, it very much is. So I like that term better than talk singing too. Oh, do you? I I like it, but I prefer Blink One Eighty Two style talk singing. Like that's that's the phrase that I like for. for oh, that's it. a Blink One Eighty Two term. No. Oh, okay. I'm saying like Blink-182 was very big in the talk singing. And so whenever I describe talk singing, I say the Blink-182 style talk singing. Okay. (laughs) Because not all of my friend group are familiar with the term practicing. Well, you can get your friend group a little more educated. Okay. Should I though? And and I do always appreciate the, uh, the German just take, hey, you got this word for talk and you've got this word for singing. If you want to have the words for talk singing, you put those two words together. Kind so. of like in English when you say talk singing. Is that what you right. described, Kurt? I think except that's what talk, you described. Except talk singing is two words. In German, it's one word. Well, we can. you can just drop a hyphen and like make it one word. <laughs> that's the beauty of language is it's continuing to evolve. Right. But the Germans do the combining of words better than all other languages. Do they? They do. They agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> So the song that I thought was funniest from that album has two minutes and 30 seconds of no singing. Are we talking about Planet Claire? I am talking about Planet Claire. (laughs) But boy, is it worth the wait. Because when you get to two minutes and 31 seconds, life gets good. Okay, so like, watching the music video for this song is so weird. It's such a weird and delightful experience because for two minutes and 30 seconds, you just see them vamping on a a concrete outside, nowhere to script. I'm sorry, when you say vamping... What does that mean in a music video? In a music... Oh, I guess it's just them, like, moving in an interesting fashion, but not quite dancing. Like, they're not dancing. <laughs> so is it... Uh, is that a new word? Walk dancing? Walk dancing? <laughs> walk dancing. Yeah, walk dancing. Um, that's what they're doing. But yeah, like, they're just moving in very odd patterns. 
and it's it's like strangely captivating and katie pearson is wearing a dress that can just best be described as a disco ball it is not it's not ball shaped but it is like they took all of the mirrors off of the disco ball and put them onto her dress and i appreciated it immensely that I have not seen this video, and now I have. Oh to. my gosh! So I think I had this dress growing up too. So I think that's why I love me some Katie Pearson outfits. Uh, I love me some Katie Pearson outfits too. They are so good, and they're so over the top. And I was like, I think I, if I didn't have like an exact dress with little tiny mirrors on it, I for sure had one that had like the weird. Um, uh, it was weird and silver and every time you turn it was like holographic it was not a great choice but I did it um, uh, so I I am not in the least bit surprised that you picked a song having to do with a you know outer space and a planet look, look there's <laughs> no there's no lasers in the song Kurt no but I just want to point that out it, but so I have never mentioned them so there but correct me if I'm wrong though Going faster than the speed of light. Didn't we just do that last week? Wasn't that a lyric that we talked about last week? Oh my gosh. I think it might have been. <laughs> it was I, can't, I can't even remember. Wasn't there a King song that talked about going faster than the speed of light? You're right. It was supersonic rocket ship. That's right. All I right. had to go back to my notes. <laughs> okay. I, I think that that might even qualify as another bingo square if we're talking about going faster than the speed of light. Look. <laughs> I just want to make a supersonic man out of you. Uh, sorry, I just, I had that in my in the back of my head and it had to come out. So there you go. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So uh, another song that I enjoy greatly, Party Out of Bounds. Okay. You know that one? I think I do. Again, with B-52 songs. I okay. only know it by the sound. <laughs> Okay, so let me cue up a particular point here. There's not enough screaming in songs. <laughs> There's just, I mean, like excited screaming. Um, where did that go? Why is it gone? Why is it gone? <laughs> more excited scream, like, oh! Like, why can't we do that more? That's all I'm saying. Oh, and and the screaming in uh, um, Rock Lobster is absolutely exquisite. I'm, I'm going to back up to Rock Lobster for one more second. <laughs> Is this is this episode just about Rock Lobster? No, it is not. Okay. And I'm going to go back to Party Out of Bounds and just okay, a okay, okay. But did you know that Rock Lobster is what got John Lennon back into recording music again? What? You didn't hear this story? This is a great story. I have not heard this story. So he was at his apartment, I believe, in New York City. And he heard from a disco. I, I don't know if he was living next to a disco, but... Uh, but he heard the song Rock Lobster from the B-52s and he was hearing some of that screaming that they were doing in the, where they were naming all the different creatures that they saw underwater. You know, here come the catfish and here come the dogfish. And and then, uh, and he heard that screaming and it was like, what is this? And and, he's, and it kind of reminded him of some of Yoko's older stuff. And he's oh, like, yeah. I want to start, you know, and, and that's what inspired him to make music again he was taking a hiatus from it and then he heard that and it's like i gotta start doing this and he made double fantasy with that so in fairness rock lobster is very inspiring (laughs) what has it inspired you to do jen it has inspired me to dress ridiculously (laughs) as i do every day i make weird weird fashion choices that's what it's done you do have a very specific look with your fashion. Look, 
it works for me. It so. does. It absolutely does. Okay. So back to Party Out of Bounds. Okay. So I love the idea that they're having this party that is not going the way that they want it to. And their idea on how to get it back is Parcheesi, charades, a spur of the moment uh, a scavenger hunt, or Queen of the Nile, which I don't even know what that is, but I'm assuming it's a different game. But except for Parcheesi, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I love the idea of just saving your party by playing some cool party games, playing the right party games. Well, doesn't that save every party? I it it does not necessarily save every party, but uh, it could be used to save parties when they do go out of bounds. Mm, I don't know. Any good party should have some games. I'm just saying, you know, whether it be beer pong or charades <laughs> or a drinking game to this podcast, I I don't <laughs> I don't want to say. You know, I who am I to judge? I'm just saying. I just think that a particularly good way to save a, po- a party would be to play this podcast as a drinking game. There you go. Yeah, 100%. <sighs> so this made me think of a song um, that is called Song for a Future Generation. And there's oh. a very specific part of it that I'm like, did you run out of things to say and also think on these lyrics because i'm going to ask you what yours would be after okay hey i'm fred the cancerian of new jersey i like collecting records and exploring the cave of the unknown So, Kurt, what's your sign? And like, what do you like? Because I'm pretty sure that that's how they wrote this. (laughs) I'm Kurt. I'm a Pisces. I like making podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. So good. Yeah. I'm Jen. I don't know. I can't even do it. I'm a Cancerian and I love being ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, did they just like, when they were like, they were like, well, hey guys, astrology is real big right now. What if, hear me out, we just write a song where we say some stuff we like and our astrological sign. Sound good? <laughs> and then that's what they went with. And then to fill in the extra, they're like, la, 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 la. <laughs> I'm like, great. Yeah. This is solid. And I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. I love it so much. But it's like, that's how I think it got written. Maybe. Oh, and this is, yeah. And these are great uh, questions. Like, get to know you questions. Want to be the first lady of infinity? Right. Want to be the I nicest would... guy on earth? I would like to be the first lady of infinity. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I don't exactly know what it would entail, but I'm happy to I'm happy to take one for the team, guys. It's that's all. <laughs> it's 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 not you, it's me. It's fine. Okay, let's move on. All right. So I have uh, another song that I wanted to play. You familiar with Quiche Lorraine? I am! Was that on your list? It was it was cut from my list. Oh, okay. I know it was on my original list, but it didn't make the final cut. Anybody see a dog die dark green? About two inches tall, with a strawberry blonde ball, sunglasses and a bonnet, and designer jeans with appliques on. The dog that brought me so much joy Left me wallowing in pain Does he just say funny words? I think that that was the point of this. 
that was the point of me playing that particular clip. I love well, just the the cadence and the the way those words just kind of roll off his tongue. Oh my god, it's so good. He used like all of the good link, like all of the good words. Applique is one of the most silly and ridiculous so- sounding sa- like words. Words. I can't say them today. <laughs> but yeah, oh. I appreciated it. And I love the line. Has anybody seen a dog dyed dark green? Just the way that yeah. it rolls off the tongue. And he's two inches tall? Yeah. And, and I'm like, that's a little even for me. I don't yeah, think I would have a dog that was two inches tall. So, and can you imagine how small these jeans must be? If I they don't are... know. <laughs> so many questions. Is it like a teeny tiny teacup chihuahua? I, I mean, I don't even think baby tea, teacup chihuahuas are that small. But... Yes, this is a song about a dog named Keith Lorraine, who is apparently leaving Fred wallowing in pain. It's, uh, you know what? Those dogs, they'll break your heart. <laughs> Especially they those will break tiny, tiny ones. Your heart. And by the way, in case you were wondering, a teacup chihuahua at full size is six inches tall. Fully grown. Oh, okay, so maybe maybe a baby is right at two inches. He's singing maybe. to his. It's a baby teacup chihuahua. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say those words together because, like applique and quiche Lorraine, they were just fun to say. Did you find out that fact in your big stack of encyclopedias? <laughs> I did. Yes. <laughs> I actually have several encyclopedias. It's very strange. You um, still do. I still do. Yeah. Yep. I recently bought one at the Junior League Rummage Sale five years ago. What? Um, I know. It's I and they were from nineteen fifty something. Um I will get you the exact year afterward. But yeah. I why? Why did you I, buy these? I like books, man. I like books a lot. And I thought it would be a good learning experience for our children to like for my kids to have to look stuff up. So do they? Do they use these? They've not yet. I mean, they are seven and four. But you so said we... that they, you said that this is another one. You already have a set of encyclopedias. I do. Yeah. Why did you buy another one? Look, Kurt, I like books. Okay. Like so, them. so we had uh, three sets of encyclopedias maybe 15 years ago. And we basically had them just to fill up a bookcase just it kind of looked cool they do look cool don't they yeah i even mine even has a massive atlas in it too which is lovely uh, okay yeah mm-hmm. lo- love a good atlas <laughs> <laughs> look we all have our things i like books it's okay one day one day i'm gonna have the library from beauty and the beast one day <laughs> I just Fill it can't. up with with uh, all kinds of facts that are now obsolete. <laughs> look, look, it's wonderful the printed word. It is. <sighs> anyway, so that does not bring me in any way to this next song. But here we go anyway. <laughs> this is from their latest uh, and last album, uh, Funplex, which was released in two thousand eight, I believe. And there's just a silly line in this that I'm like, I think that anybody who's ever been a server can relate to. And so I just wanted to play it. Waitress at the Taco Tiki Hut. I'm your daytime waitress. Here's your stupid seven up. Keep my heart going up and down the escalator. You threw me up and now you've lost the real thing. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Here's your stupid seven up, Kurt. <laughs> so yeah. that sounds like the, like an Endebevix waitress, right? I mean, I guess it could be an Endebevix waitress, like, but every waitress is thinking it in their head. But yeah, I mean, you've been to Endebevix, right? I have been the, to Endebevix, yes. Where they are notoriously rude to the customers and intentionally. Right. That's their okay. shtick. But I'm just right. saying like, even outside of Endebevix. <laughs> your waitress is thinking probably something similar especially if you ask for something on the side or you did a substitution or you're keto or you're vegan (laughs) or you're whatever like come on the menu is it's 
you can pick something from that menu that you could just order. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <sighs> so have you worked as a waitress? I have worked as a waitress. I've also worked as a bartender. I, so. I know you worked as a bartender. Where did you work as a waitress? As a waitress, I also worked at Churchill's Pub. Oh, okay. So Churchill's Pub for bartending and Churchill's Pub for waitressing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you should know that I worked as a waiter at Pizza Hut. Would <gasps> you show you were one of those fancy pizza huts where they had like actual places to sit down? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my was, gosh. Did yours have like, the salad bar? Of course. I'm trying to get did. like the full image. Okay. It was, it was, was there a, wood paneling? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, wood paneling. That's like the pizza hut of my childhood. Yeah, it was not a original pizza hut. That means okay. it was a restaurant, some like, you know, diner kind of restaurant before it was a pizza hut. So it wasn't built to the pizza hut specs, but they, you know, put the dressing over it to make it look like a typical pizza hut. Pizza hut-esque, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, it did have the, you know, the red sloped roof around it. And, and uh, it was, it was a fun job because I had a bunch of friends that I was working with. And that is cool. Yeah. And it paid fairly well for someone that, you know, in high school doing. Yeah. I remember so. I only really liked waitressing during the World Cup, um, and that was it. <laughs> so, why would why did that change things? Oh, because I had like uh, several groups of regulars that loved me as a bartender, but during the World Cup, uh, we were like having to do everything, and so uh, my group of regulars just sat at a table and they're like, "Look, we're going to be here all day. What I want you to do is every time." the pitcher gets down below this amount of inches just bring us another one and here's your tip ahead of time and i was <laughs> because that is a classy bar move in case anybody wants to know tip your bartender in advance and they will get to you with the minute that you stroll up to that bar uh that's all i'm saying <laughs> so solid and those guys were awesome and they were all super nice um and they weren't weird keto vegan on the side people like they just ordered things so that's yeah. why i really loved it because i had them for eight hours in a day wow okay yeah, yeah. eight hours of soccer i'm assuming yes. we're talking about soccer and not uh, world cup of hockey right yeah no world cup of soccer <laughs> okay world cup of so- football for the football. rest of the world football yes. Yes. Or just football for the rest of the world. I'm just saying. You kick it with your foot. So it seems to make more sense than the handball that we play here in the States. So again, it doesn't make sense to me. All right. I did have a couple other songs I wanted to talk about, but not necessarily play any. Okay. Um, So the song 52 Girls. Yes. So where they name check a large number of girls. I don't believe mm-hmm. it was 52. Do you feel upset that you were not listed in one of those? I was so happy that Jennifer wasn't on that list. <laughs> that it wasn't. Okay. It was not. We have enough songs. Thank you very much. I felt very happy for, I have several friends named Susie and Anita. Um, and that I was like, they never get songs. Good for them. Oh, so... So I was I looked up a few other songs where they name check a large number of of girls' names, and you're not in Mambo Number no. Five either. No, I shouldn't be. I don't want to. I'm not mamboing with his number five. <laughs> That's not happening. And you're not in Eighty Eight Lines about Forty Four Women. I did not. I don't even know that song. Who's that by? Oh. Oh, okay. I'll I, I will play it for you, and I bet that you oh. have heard it. Okay. Um, oh, I know the song. I knew you would know this song. But it is essentially, yeah, uh, 44, or eight, 44 couplets. I think it was in a, uh, a car commercial or something like that. I'll play like, the first two lines, or play the first two women. <laughs> But no Jen in that song either. Yeah, that's okay. Again, fine with that. However, there was one song Uh-oh. that name name checked a lot of girls. 
Carol Brown. What? Carol Brown by the Flight of the Concords. Oh, I was trying to. Th- okay. You're familiar with that song, right? Yes. I love everything by the Flight of the Concords. And you are, of course, aware that one of the girls, one of the ex-girlfriends is named Jen. Mm-hmm. Here. She said she'd never see him again. <laughs> and then he saw her again. And then she said it again. <laughs> so, you know, at least she sticks to what she <laughs> She, I wasn't proud of it in there, but it wasn't me. So, oh. and then you're part of the chorus at the end to to, to sing at Jermaine. <laughs> So anyway, I wasn't sure how you felt about uh, being excluded, but I'm I'm glad that you're magnanimous in that, and let I let mean, other girls get their yes, yes. And I keep saying I girls. Very... No, I'm sorry. I go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You're good. I was just gonna say, I keep saying girls because the name of the song is Fifty Two Girls, but right, <laughs> you know. But clearly, you mean women. Their... Of course. Yes. Ah, uh, so good. We have reached, I have talked about all the things that I wanted to talk about because I accidentally brought up the Partridge family background early. Okay. Uh, okay. That was uh, very disturbing for me in that private Idaho video. I'm like, why is the Partridge family background happening? I don't understand. <laughs> They're not the Partridge family. If they are, I would have watched this sitcom. You know, <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, if it was if it was the B fifty twos instead of the actual Partridge Family, would have watched it. So they have, they are extremely kitschy. This this band, and I think that the Partridge Family is definitely kitschy. So I'm just so saying. It, yeah, it totally it, it it's the right vibe for them. Mm-hmm. So another so. Uh, a movie performance. Are you were you aware that they were in a major motion picture? Were they in? Oh no. Okay, so I'm not sure. Okay, I have a guess. Go ahead and guess. No, I don't. I'm scared because what if I'm wrong? Um, when I think of the B52s, the movie that I think of immediately is um, oh Mars Attacks, but I don't oh. know why that is. It's probably okay. just because one of them is dressed up kind of like Katie Pearson. Okay. One of the aliens. So I am not saying that they were not, that they're not in Mars Attacks, but. Well, uh, I don't, I don't think that they are. So that's okay. So they were in the Flintstones movie. Oh my gosh. I saw that movie. I and never I did see that movie, but I did see the music video for Meet the Flintstones by. Not the B-52s, but by the B-C-52s. <laughs> oh, that was a good... Yeah, good good pun. Give, give Solid B-plus on that solid, pun. Such a solid, solid <laughs> pun. So they did... Yeah, they... And the music video was with all the stars in the movie in the video, including John Goodman playing the, a rock, like a Flintstone-style bass, left-handed along with the B-52s. And it's, I think they're a perfect choice for this. A real fun, you know, it's a real fun song. They're obviously a really fun band. And, uh, they are and, such a fun band. Yeah. So, uh, and they appeared in the movie, which I hadn't seen, but uh, but the video was worth a look. You didn't see the Flintstones? No, I didn't. I Or rather I meet know. the Flintstones? <laughs> Well, I the think song, that that... No, the song is Meet the Flintstones. Is it? Okay. I didn't know if it was the... I didn't know. I didn't know. So, uh, um, so I think that they, they might have had some other movie roles, but um, let's see. There's one other song that I wanted to bring out, and I didn't necessarily want to play it, but are you familiar with the song Hot Pants Explosion? I'm sorry, no. And I think you do need to play it. Okay. Well, I will play a little what bit. What part of, of that doesn't feel like you need to play it? <laughs> okay, I will play "Hot Pants Explosion." And this is where Jen decides: is this a euphemism, or is this literally pants exploding? And she's picturing. 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. And I am picturing a pair of pleather pants that you're trying to put on, like not anyone specifically, but somebody is trying to put on this pair of like leather or pleather pants. And what happens is they can't, like they were a little too skinny. And so what happens is they totally explode at the seams. And that's what I'm picturing. And then like glitter, <laughs> glitter comes out just for fun. Um, so you think hot, so when you think of hot pants, you think of leather or pleather? I do. Would you think of like the little short shorts? Yes. Okay. Like, I think that I think that we just have different experiences there. Okay. Well, let me let me play this a little bit and then I will okay. ask you about your experiences with hot pants. Oh my. Okay, let's go. So it is just an homage to Hot Pants, mainly mm-hmm. Fred Schneider singing about how happy he is to look at people wearing hot pants. And I mean, partic- but who isn't happy about looking at people wearing hot pants? I don't. I like. Why? Why wouldn't you be? Why I wouldn't you be happy? And the so the part that I was played when I when I heard the lyric it made me think of a previous discussion in this podcast uh so saps up springs on the rise i'm busting out my tube top tonight mm. so i'm envisioning a outfit of hot pants and a tube top and it just based on our previous discussion where you said that you were a a fan of the tube top at one point in your life have you ever done that full i have not done that hot pants and tube top yay nay <sighs> I'm, I might have. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where Jen thinks about all of the poor fashion choices that she's made in her life. Uh, and I think it might have. Right. In fairness, in fairness, it was for an 80s themed sorority fraternity mixer. If I did a combo of those two. Okay, so... It so was, it was a I fancy was asked, dress party. It was a you know like a dress up party. So <laughs> I'm sorry, a fancy dress party, and you wore hot <laughs> pants and a tube top. <laughs> a fancy dress party means you're wearing a costume. <laughs> it sounds better than costume party. I will use it until I die, and I will be okay. happy about it. And nobody's going to know what you're talking about. It does <laughs> it, it, it because it brings me joy. Is that a is that a uh, a British expression? Fancy dress party? Yeah. Okay. So Fancy dress means that you're wearing a costume. That's a fancy dress party. Uh, now, when I think of that, it just makes me think of like, you know, eyes wide shut where you're wearing a tuxedo, but just a, a mask over your face. That seems like the intent behind a fancy dress party, not tube top and hot pants. <laughs> Which could be argued are on the opposite side of the same spectrum. <laughs> <sighs> in case you didn't get all of the size previously i just wanted to make sure it's good okay i also had i just wanted to play one very quick segment from a fred schneider solo song since so i don't think I, I don't think we're gonna cover Fred Schneider as a solo artist on this podcast. I don't, so. I mean, I don't anticipate that happening, but you know, never say never. So if you think that the B-52s have ridiculous lyrics and you, if you think that they have, and, and I'm not saying that in a derogatory sense, but uh, if you think that they've got ridiculous lyrics, that Fred Schneider, when he is unleashed and is able to go solo, this is what you get.
Okay, so I can get behind there's a monster in his pants. I can get behind that. And it doesn't. Why are they hitting me with a broom? (laughs) Why? That feels like it would hurt. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. That's (laughs) hitting something with a broom, yes. What? What? I have so many questions. And not exactly a huge departure from the B 52s. It's not a huge departure. It's the same sound. It's the same sound, and then you've got the backup vocals that are very similar. Yes. So oh I think that it I've constructed a little story in my head that he brought this song. He felt very strongly about it. They're like, come on, Fred, that's that's a little much. <laughs> and he that's, said, right. that's a little much even for us. Yes. So he named the album Monster, and that was the that was the the single that came off. And I remember seeing that video on MTV. Oh my god, there was a video. There was a video. Oh my god. You might I don't want to know check if I'm it ready out. for this video. <laughs> Is, do we see the monster in the video? You know what? It's been it's been ages. I didn't look at it recently. Oh so <laughs> I don't recall what it looks like. But I, I remember sitting there looking at it saying, what am I looking at? What is going on here? Why why is Fred Schneider doing this? <laughs> why? Why indeed? The world may never know. A one, a two, a three. Takes three legs to get the letter <laughs> of the Pop, in case anybody was wondering. Uh, I knew exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad that I can kind of do the owl voice still. It's good. Oh, boy. Are we ready to rate the B-52s? I believe that we are. This was a trip. Much like in the episode where we discussed Modest Mouse, the B-52s make me feel like I'm on drugs. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I have never been on them, but I imagine it's a lot like being in a B-52 song. So so what drug do you think? Like a psychedelic? I don't know. I've never okay. been on any of the drugs, so or I don't like know. like ecstasy? I mean, I, but you've you've heard of the, the description. I've heard of the drugs. And you've, but you you know a little bit about what like cocaine and weed and, you know. I don't think it's quite cocaine. I think it's like, eh, like an LSD. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so like a psychedelic. Yeah, like a psychedelic for sure. With it with a little bit of ecstasy, you know, something Okay, sure. I don't know. I don't know. I mean it's kinda I in the name I there. Don't I don't know either, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought I was gonna trap Kurt into saying that he had taken a list of drugs on this podcast. I, I read things. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one on this podcast who reads occasionally. What? <laughs> I have so many questions. Okay. So I think I'm going to rate them first since they were my choice. I'm going to rate them. It's got to be like an eight for their humor because they are over the top, crazy, wonderful, silly people. Yes. Shiny, happy people, if you will. Huh? Good. Okay. Good reference there. <laughs> You're like, ah, I'll give her a point because it seems like she was stretching. <laughs> okay. So when you first brought it up, I was like, yeah, they, I mean, they definitely have a good sense of humor. I've, you know, sometimes like you've, like you hear the song, you know, Love Shack or Rock Lobster so many times that it, it, it kind of, you, Going through this exercise of listening to him again with a fresh ear just makes me, just reminds me about how much uh, humor is in their music. And I give them a seven. <gasps> Whoa. I, I, that is I don't know like, what you're surprised about, that, that we're I'm, so <laughs> close or that we're... That, no, I'm just very, I'm just, I don't know. You are notoriously a lower scorer than I am. And I was very excited. Is that true? Do you have the statistics on that? I don't don't have the statistics on that. That's just that's just my feeling. Okay, that's my feeling. Okay, I think we should check the numbers on that because I think that I'm a a lower rater for your bands typically. Oh, so you're just mean? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, I I rated the Kinks higher than you did. I. Rated Van Halen higher than you did. So the last two episodes, I mm-hmm. rated higher than you. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. Fair. 
you're just still bitter about darkness, aren't you? <laughs> <sighs> the darkness are a great band. <laughs> and Kurt is a mean person. <laughs> That's not true. I couldn't get behind Van Halen. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> um, so that brings us to what would our next band be? And we did, once again, <laughs> we did not talk about this. We did not talk about this. It was my pick. So now it goes to... A listener pick. A listener pick. And I have, I do remember one particular listener suggestion oh that I gosh. think would be good. Get excited, because I don't know what it is, folks. Uh, listener Tom came up with the suggestion of the Flaming Lips. <gasps> yeah! Okay. I think that that's a yes from Jen. That's a yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, I am so excited to do our next episode on the Flaming Lips. I am too. I am not super familiar with their stuff. I know a couple of what? their singles that they had videos for, but... I'm looking forward to doing a deep dive on the Flaming Lips. Oh my gosh. And for some reason, I think I remember the lead singer's name. No, it's Coin, right? His last name is Coin. All right. I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. I also don't know why I did that voice. (laughs) But now I'm committed to it. Okay, moving on. I'm dropping that voice. (laughs) Okay. All right, so until next time, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And And we we just just made made a podcast. podcast. Okay. One, two, three. That's our show. It's time to go. Gosh, that hour really went by fast. Hope you had fun. This ep is now done. Kurt and Jen made a podcast. Perfect. Is it though? Oh, my voice hurts my...